Poetry Says. I'm Alice and today I'm going to continue my Poetry Basics idea. I'm going to continue following that thread um, mainly just because I'm learning a lot trying to explain these basic quote-unquote terms. Um, the more I delve into them the more I realize they're not very basic at all. It's actually all pretty complicated and yeah, stumbling my way through these explanations. I realized after I published last week's episode on rhythm that I had completely neglected to mention anything to do with spoken word and how rhythm is incredibly important for those guys in the way that they memorize their poems and perform and, you know, they just do such fantastic things with it. Um, I guess I don't really know enough about how spoken word poetry is is put together and how to perform it well. Um, I'm very much still one of those poets who gets up there and nervously mumbles into the microphone and then gets off the stage. Um, but if you are a spoken word poet or if you know something about how rhythm operates in spoken word and you want to come on and chat about it, I would love that. That would be so great. And yes, yeah, sim similarly in terms of rhyme. So today I'm going to try and talk about rhyme based on these seven or so types of rhyme that are outlined on poetryfoundation.org. Now, much as I love Poetry Foundation and much as I rely on their website for basically everything, um, their definitions of rhyme here are really like scant, like there's just not much to go on here. But I worked my way through and found examples of each of these types of rhyme in poetry collections that I had sitting on my shelf, poetry collections from working Australian poets, currently mostly current Australian poets. And I wanted to do that because, you know, there's a, a definite attitude, I think, towards poetry that's written, you know, contemporary Australian poetry, contemporary poetry the world over, you know, that whole thing of it doesn't even rhyme, you know, the famous Robert Frost quote, it's like you're playing tennis without a net, like there's no rules, you're just doing whatever the hell you want. And I was really fascinated to see that once I started to dig into these collections to try to find examples of these types of rhyme, they're all over the place. It's everywhere. And I don't know if poets know that they're doing it or if it's just happening instinctively, but I suspect that they're completely conscious of what they're doing. Yeah, and also wanted to do this episode to challenge that phrase that often gets kicked around when you talk about poetry with people. They say, I just hate rhyming poetry. It's so naff. It's so lame. And I think they're only talking about one specific type of rhyme, which we will get to very soon. And yeah, it's easy to hate. Um, I'm with you there. But it's also, it's possible to do it very well, very interestingly. So let's look at the first type of rhyme here, according to Poetry Foundation, end rhyme. So apparently this is the most common type of rhyme and it's the rhyming of the final syllables of a line. So when we're talking about rhyme, we're talking about the final syllable or final word in a line usually, usually, not always. I thought, okay, this will be pretty straightforward and dived into the bookshelf and pulled out Marionette by Jessica Wilkinson, who we chatted to a few weeks ago. 
and yeah just kind of randomly opened it up here page 65 very very I mean all the poems in here are amazing they're all really interesting and it's kind of hard to separate them out as separate poems but yeah page 65 there are a few examples here I think of end rhyme so the two lines in this poem which repeats the phrase stave off she says stave off the communication the confusion stave off the mastery the illusion so pretty straightforward confusion illusion and then a little bit further down she says stave off the notion the presence stave off the reuse the nonsense i like that one a lot um, and she's actually hyphenated the reuse the nonsense so non hyphen sense i thought that was pretty cool so yeah quite an experimental collection for lack of a better word marionette but there you go end rhyme it's right there right in the middle of the book now the next two are pretty problematic in the way they're described so basically we've got masculine rhyme and feminine rhyme oh yes so masculine rhyme describes those rhymes ending in stressed syllables so the example poetry foundation gives is hells and bells so that's masculine rhyme and then feminine rhyme is rhyming of the unstressed syllables and this is also referred to as half rhyme or off rhyme or slant rhyme yeah it's really it's a big problem so um you know that i'm going to find a female poet to do the masculine rhyme and vice versa so yeah i got this new collection um i went into collected works the other day and just looking around for things and I found Jill Jones Broken Open from 2005. I haven't yet read through it properly but um, I thought wouldn't it be cool if I could find yeah masculine rhyme in this collection and I was pretty sure I could. Uh, it took a while though, it took a while of looking through but what I ended up finding was this stanza from a poem on page 21 called Happiness. Occult trades buzzing, rasps, planes, soars, a long time sung with words sprung from radioed floors. I mean, God, how dense is, I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. Even those, what have we got, five lines. Occult trades buzzing, rasps, planes, soars, a long time sung with word sprung from radioed floors. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with saws and floors. That is an example of masculine rhyme. I guess, yeah, same as hells and bells. Like it's not like it's, it's one syllable, so there's not a stressed syllable to focus on. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. And she's also got sung and sprung in there, but they're not technically right at the end of the line. But yeah, heaps going on there. And just... I mean, that's not even the whole stanza. It's just so densely packed in. So cool. Have to get into reading that properly soon. All right, so feminine rhyme. So this is actually very easy to pick out in, basically pick up any collection. You'll find some unstressed syllables that are echoing against each other. The example Poetry Foundation gives is dicing and enticing. And the one I found was from David Maloof's Revolving Days. I was chatting about this collection with Corey Wakeling the other week and saying how 
kind of read this and and felt quite depressed <laughs> just because it's so every single line is like just sparkling yeah I know I shouldn't feel like bad about that that's a good thing but for some reason at the time you know as a as a baby poet just feeling like oh goodness there's a long way to go here so this example I picked out is from a poem called Recalled on page 29 of Revolving Days and it's the last word in the first line of the stanza and last word in the last line of the stanza so it goes like this tea tree disentangles from fog water lilies lift into light on the plover's wing a hand fling of top knots resettles so i really like the way disentangles at the start and resettles kind of echo one another and yeah it sounds like the, the unstressed syllable disentangle resettle it's yeah that kind of off rhyme I guess I mean it's a funny way to put it off rhyme slant rhyme but yeah not a hundred percent echoing each other those words but still kind of there's a link there that ties that little stanza together it's very beautiful and so the next one I want to look at here identical rhyme so using the same word identically in sound and sense so same sound same meaning twice in rhyming positions so for this one, I picked out a poem from Rob Wilson's Free Will in the Clouds. I love this book. So much fun. Definitely pick it up if you see it. It's, it's really, really great. I don't know if this is a fantastic example of this, but this is a poem called Thunder and Musk. And the first stanza is, You pick a brand name and stick to it, just like the Irish and die for it. And when a door opens, you go through it. But there's not always a door. So good. <laughs> so much fun. But yeah, I mean, obviously you've got it, it, it at the end of each of those lines. Definitely not the same number of syllables. So maybe that's not a rhyming position, quote unquote. But um, I mean, it's at the end of the line. So I don't, I'm going to call that identical rhyme. I'm happy with that. That's my example. And the next one. We're nearly there. We've got just three more to go. I rhyme, so as in the eyes you see with. I rhyme, rhyming, words that rhyme only when they're spelled, not when they're pronounced. So Poetry Foundation's example is through and rough. And after much scouring, I found this example in David Brooks' The Balcony, another UQP poetry series book that kind of tormented me in my early reading days for being so good yeah this is from a relatively long poem in the middle of the book called the Mag the magician it's a really beautiful book it's it's a collection of 77 love poems um i think that's right 77 yeah 77 love poems and then some from 2008 but this little stanza here he drives to the edge a dozen times, hoping the moment might have come, but something always stops him. Something always drives him home. I mean, that could be a poem in and of itself, couldn't it? It's part of a much longer piece, but yeah, that was my, that's what I found in the end. Come and home, I rhyme. So, and they're kind of both sticking out right at the end of those 
slightly longer lines, hoping the moment might have come. Something always drives him home. Uh, and now my favourite, my favourite kind of rhyme, internal rhyme, is rhyme within a single line of verse. I love when this happens. Whenever I'm writing, it seems to just happen by accident. I'm wondering if that's similar for other poets. But yeah, it's just, it's so satisfying when you get these little echoes inside the same line. So yeah, I went back to Scarovision, Tracy Ryan's book. And this was the one, I remember where I bought this, that I think it's called Paper Chain in Monica in Canberra. I remember picking it up basically just because of the color. It's a beautiful blue color and obviously Scar Revision is such a great title. I didn't know who Tracy Ryan was. So I just thought, oh, that's pretty. And yeah, thank goodness I did. So internal rhyme. This example is from a poem called Legend, which I think is about um, sort of a, a an older male figure who is gradually getting sicker and sicker throughout the poem. And, ah, oh man, I love this bit. So this stanza goes, Now he is thin and puritan, the surface tension of his skin uncertain, like something disagreeing, not settled. Thin, puritan, and then kind of, you could argue, tension and uncertain. I mean, that's just, those are just two lines. Now he is thin and puritan, the surface tension of his skin uncertain. Brilliant. Love it. Love that. Yeah. And what a way to describe someone. The surface tension of his skin uncertain. That's crazy good. Okay. Last one here. Um, with apologies to any West Australian listeners. If there are West Australian listeners, I would like to know. I would like you to tell me. And you might tell me after I read this example. So this is monorhyme, the use of only one rhyme in a stanza. Um, so basically, yeah, it's, it's just got to be the same masculine rhyme, rhyming the stress syllables, I think. I think it has to be the stress syllables. Um, and you're only allowed to use that one. And this, I mean, I looked through heaps and heaps of books from contemporary Australian poets to find somebody doing this and yeah couldn't find one so I went right back picked out my Penguin Anthology of Australian Poetry and edited by John Kinsella the one with the funny blue red and white bag on the front on the beach and found this one Ode to West Australia this does not reflect my feelings about West Australia I'd never even been to West Australia so here it goes, this is mono rhyme. Land of forests, fleas and flies, blighted hopes and blighted eyes. Art thou hell in earth's disguise, Westralia? Art thou some volcanic blast by volcanoes spurned, outcast? Art, fin art unfinished, made the last, Westralia? Wert thou once the chosen land where Adam broke God's one command? That he in wrath changed thee to sand, Westralia. Kind of goes on in that vein. Oh, this is a good stanza. Lands of politi land of politicians, silly. Home of wind and willy willy. Land of blanket, tent and billy, Westralia. Mm. 
yeah, not a big fan of uh, Western Australia, this author. He, his name, I'm assuming it's a he, the Boulder Bard. Let's check out the biographical notes for this one. I should probably know who this person is, but I don't. Boulder Bard. Oh, okay, here we go. So the Boulder Bard, as noted by William Grono, the editor of an anthology of Western Australian poetry, the Boulder Bard published several poems, sometimes as Willy Willy in 1899, identity unknown. According to the WA Post Office Directory, a William Williams lived in Hopkins Street, Boulder, in 1899. So yeah, obviously didn't want to be too public in the way that he felt about his home state. So yeah, those those are the types of rhyme that Poetry Foundation outlines there. End rhyme, masculine and feminine, identical rhyme, I rhyme, internal rhyme, the best one, and mono rhyme. So after, now that you know all those different types, I thought I'd read you a little poem to end from The Monkey's Mask. Yeah, just to see if you can pick out those different types of rhyme or some examples of them at least in this poem. So this is at the start of the section called Mickey's Poems from the Monkey's Mask and it's called Victim Poetry. Mickey's Poems. Some written for Diana's class, others I'd found hidden in her room. Diana spreads out a sample over dinner. She'd marked them hard. All I read is a whimpering voice. Who were they for? Who kicked her around? Diana shrugs and picks at her chicken. Victim poetry. My female students love it. Why do you think I prefer teaching fiction? I smooth out a page. Your eyes, your eyes. I glance. Bullets and knives. Yeah, I didn't read The Monkey's Mask until very recently. And yeah, I should have read it earlier. It's great. <laughs> it's really good, turns out. This book they made a movie of is actually really fantastic. Yeah. So that's my attempt at explaining different types of rhyme. If you've got anything to add, got anything to dispute, please let me know. And yeah, if you've got examples of how rhyme works in different kinds of poetry away from the page. I would love to chat to you about that. So drop me a line at poetrysays.com and yeah, until then, I'll catch you next time.